episode 13, Trust in the Data. I'm your host, Dr. Justin Trosclair. Today, we hear from the MyoVision creator, David Markarian's perspective. For doctors who want a thriving practice and abundant home life, listen as your host, Dr. Justin Trosclair, goes behind the curtain and interviews doctors and guests about real-world triumph, struggles, practical tips, and entertainment on this episode of A Doctor's Perspective. Today on the show, we have a special guest today, David Markarian of MyoVision. We talk about, of course, the product and why, why you invented it, but also it, we go into more details about data and if you can have objective findings, that's way better than subjective findings. Uh, court cases, we talk about advice on for students, what they can do. We go on a few tangents about his, his hobbies uh, with, with car racing and his dear friend, uh, Frank. So I think you're going to enjoy it. I know I sure did. So let's go. Hashtag behind the curtain. Show notes can be found at a doctorsperspective.net slash one three. Very excited today. We have the inventor of the MyoVision, which has been in business for 26 years, David Markarian. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been so great to meet you. You're just such an interesting character. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Well, I, I heard some, some different things about MyoVision. I used it myself when I was uh, in clinic in Colorado. So I'm kind of familiar with it, but I know it's had some upgrades. So this podcast is for lots of different types of doctors. Give us a, kind of a, your background in NASA, the NHA grant, and then what this software and this uh, hardware actually does. So what I did, I, was, uh, I had an undergrad in physics, master's in psychophysiology. I was with the space program, and I was noticing that these, uh, we, were, we were looking at hand controllers used to fly the F-16 and putting them into a helicopter cockpit, and it turned a futuristic one. And it turned out that the, uh, the, those that were using it would get out of the simulator with phenomenal scores, but their arms were hurting them. And I'd be like, how do we quantify this? Because, you know, that's what they're saying. But even back then, when I was 25 years old, I used to always go, you know, objective data is way more important to me. You know, I want to know. And so I, I took and developed a, surf, a technique which utilizes the same thing as EKG technology, which is the measurement of all those depolarizations under the skin. It was very difficult to do at the time. We had to put them in a big metal cage uh, to eliminate electrical interference. Um, and measured muscle activity of the arms of these people and proved that this other hand controller was a better way to solve the problem. And that ended up getting published. Um, led me to receive, this was at NASA, at the space program, that led me to receive a, uh, I wrote a proposal in the NIH, the National Institutes of Health in the U.S. At 27, they couldn't ask how old you were back then. They weren't allowed to. They gave me a half million dollars. It was 450000 plus fifty, but a half million dollars at 27 years old to design and build the MyoVision that you see now. Except for my, the new one is wireless and a completely different design as the one in 1986 or 88 or whatever it was. So things have changed. Uh, but at that point, the interesting part was a chiropractor from Medford, Oregon, who's famous. He's, he's one of the guys that got arrested in New York for uh, practicing medicine without a license. His name was McIlvain. Bill McIlvain called me up and he said, David, this thing could be used for chiropractors. I'm like, I didn't. I didn't get it. I'm like, how? I didn't understand it. I didn't know chiropractic very well. 
my next door neighbor was a chiropractor and he was crazy. I mean, I used to love having fun in his GTO, but that's all I knew about chiropractic. And then I, I just said, you know, this would be interesting. As a scientist, you don't say, you know, it's the most important thing we learned at NASA is just because you can't measure it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. The subluxation, right? It's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just because you can't measure it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It's a real phenomenon. So I said, sure, why not? Let's go to his office. So I go to his office, and I test people all day long looking at the back, the spinal, uh, paraspinal muscles, and the, it was amazing to me that the pattern of muscle activity about the spine correlated completely with all the problems they had. And that was it. I was sold. And I got my first adjustment. <laughs> so so the pr- the... The basics of it was just to measure the arm, and then it, somebody caught wind of what you were doing. It was like, hey, let's modify this and try it for the back. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happened. That was like 1990 or something like that, a long time ago, and it's exactly what happened. And so then I measured wow. the muscle activity of the back and led me to go, wow, this is absolutely amazing. And then before you knew it, you'd see these muscle tension patterns that correlated with their problems. Um, and at the time... There was, uh, you know, there was no one that understood this. It was very difficult to do. And the process of measuring, the problem is there's electrical interference everywhere, which is why I'm the only company left, actually. There's literally no other companies. And, and in China, the largest, uh, the company that's, um, that uses a machine that costs like $50,000 recently tested the Myovision against it. And they called me and they said, your machine works better or equal to our $50,000 machine. And the professor who designed it wanted to know. He called me to thank – he was like, I, I want to know what you did. I'm the expert in China. I wrote the book on Surface EMG. And I go, they're, we're using the same measurement technique in the front end. And that's why it's separate because I was involved in design of, of the device that they did too. And so anyways, the point is that the device – to get rid of electrical interference has been the biggest issue with service EMG, and that's what huh. I was doing, and that was why it works so well. The Myovision works so well. Wow. Now, and, and since then, you've created more like dynamic range of motion products as well, right? Yeah. So that so what happened with that? That's so what happened was I, I and it's funny I learned this from I'm teaching chiropractors now, but I learned it from them. It's like they talked about muscle guarding and splinting, right? And and that function function is so important, not symptoms. So what happened? All I did was say, "Wow, if we, you know, people would use range of motion to measure if there's injury." And the problem with it is that we see forty to fifty percent of the patients have, like a yoga instructor, for example, completely normal range of motion, but is in pain and they have muscle guarding. And all I did was say, "Wow, if I combined." the ability to measure muscle guarding with range of motion, then we would have a very valuable tool because it would be more sensitive to the actual pain they're experiencing. And guess what? The American Medical Association recognized what I was saying and put it in their book on range of motion, and it is now the standard tool in the world. So all I do is graph range of motion, not just measure the endpoint value, graph range of motion and muscle guarding simultaneously and that way it shows, even with normal range of motion, that there's muscle guarding. And it also shows that someone's faking injury, too. It makes no difference. It tells the truth. Uh, so if you're doing a certain neck motion and the SCM shouldn't be firing, but it is firing, you're like, oh. And that's yep. why you don't have as much range of motion. And so you can quantify objective findings a couple weeks later, like, okay, now it's half yes. or not even firing and like it's yes. supposed to. 
exactly, and it, it correlates very highly with oswestry. You know, if they're telling the truth, it shows, and it's a great way to know when someone's reached that point. And it's what ended me up on. Uh, that's how I ended up on the show Law and Order. There's a new Law and Order series called You the Jury. You'll see it next month, and you're going to see me as the star expert witness. And how is it that I replaced all the MDs and everyone else on the show with? Uh, uh, myself, how did I end up on the show as the expert witness? Because I had data to prove that this patient was not lying, that the plaintiff was not lying, and it's a real jury trial shown on TV, and the US, the whole world becomes the jury. They vote on it via online or whatever. That's how it's going to work, but it's a real trial. And so that's the point, is that data and opinion, opinion's an old school concept, you know, and mm-hmm. and you know where I learned, you know, the other thing, I started researching this in the chiropractic arena, Guess who was also huge on data in the chiropractic arena? The inventor, right? B.J. Palmer was. Yeah. All, you should see the photos. I'd go to I'd go to Palmer College and I'd and everyone's like, we just need our hands, and I would take them downstairs and I'd show them the neuro and temporograph. The only, the only person I remember know that knew how to say it was Frank Savinsky, a close friend of mine who passed away a couple of years ago, but he would know how to say it so well. But um, also, you can go down to Palmer. And it's amazing how many students haven't seen it, but you can look at all the graphs that he did. He actually measured with the NCM every patient, but he had, if you go into his uh, lab, he had measured blood pressure, he med- measured everything. And he huh. knew back then how powerful objective data was in establishing. Now, if you look at the history, in 1926, chiropractic was unknown. Mm-hmm. He introduced the NCM in 1926. By 1931, chiropractic was literally the number one alternative provider of healthcare because we had objective data to show. So even back in the 1930s, this was so powerful. Wow. I'm just doing, now, I'm just doing BJ Palmer's work now, that's all. Yeah, I, I keep saying the technology has finally caught up to what we already knew. Right, exactly. And I didn't know that thing about NASA that kind of fits right in. You, just because you can't measure it doesn't mean it's not out there. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty cool. Yep. Well, what about um, everybody wants to know research. Obviously, the NHA wouldn't have given you money if it wasn't uh, capable of proving it. But now with lawyers and PI and all this kind of stuff, have you ever had to go to court to prove that this actually works? Go to court? Go to court. I live in court. It's It's... <laughs> So that you know the biggest. So that this is it's funny because this is the this is the second other than the Wilkes case, the largest case in chiropractic history was is the technology I developed valid, and so the state of Florida said no, it's not valid. And a true warrior for chiropractic, Richard Merritt, he's a chiropractor in Lakeland, Florida. Um, he challenged this rule and called everyone in the chiropractic profession saying, look, we're getting, if if they win this, now the key here is that if they won this case and they established there was no validity to this tool, their real goal was to eliminate chiropractors from treating soft tissue patients. That's what they're trying to do. They knew this tool could prove soft tissue was real, meaning oh. chiropractors, the expert on soft tissue, could then treat them. So if they eliminated it in this in this case, the whole United States, it would wipe out the technology. So he called, and, and this it looked like a little case. It was the state of Florida, and he's you know saying that this isn't this is a unapproved diagnostic device, and he called everyone. I'm not kidding. Everyone was scared to death of this. Not one person showed up except for me. 
So it ended up being me. Now, the state of Florida, you can read it at, at www.dynaraminfo.com. The entire case is there because no one believes it happened. Well, it's public record. You can read it. And so what ended up happening was it was myself against the state of Florida who was then joined by all the insurance companies in the United States. So then suddenly it was me on my own with Richard Merritt, but me as the only expert witness, to testify on behalf of this. They had nine expert witnesses, including an MD-PhD, 75 attorneys, 300 insurance companies, and they spent millions. And the best part, I a month and a half before trial, I get a call from my lawyer saying, hey, man, can't represent you anymore. I go, what? And he said, believe it or not, State Farm's firm bought our firm. You can imagine uh. the millions they spent doing that, so they created a conflict of interest. So suddenly I had to get a new lawyer, but karma as it is, my lawyer was better. And you, wa- you can watch the video of the Superior Court case on the uh, com and see how it was him with a room full of attorneys on the other side. And just one attorney, just like it is in the chiropractic arena, it's always us as the rebels against the entire, you know, uh, the, the, the conformists, and we always end up winning, right? Well, this we won the case. It went from the we won the lower court decision. The lar- it was forty seven pages long. Normally they're like five to eight pages. Forty seven. She wow. covered every research study, knowing that it was going to be challenged. And she was a scientist by training, which is how they had her be the judge. It went to Superior Court, which we won unanimously, and went all the way to the Supreme Court of Florida, which rejected the appeal. So now, why did the chiropractor? Prof- this is important because it drives me crazy about the, this one of the negatives about this profession is politics plays such a role so often for no good reason mm-hmm. um, believe it or not I had competitors at the time and essentially the the calls I got from the all the different journals out there uh, with the exception of American chiropractor that's the one that said we don't care uh, they all were paid advertising fees to not publish this so in other huh. words, competitors paid money to the different journals, and they all said, well, we won't publish it if you advertise with us, this other other companies. And that's why this uh, they never got published, but it is public record. More people are finding out about it now, but it led to a CPD code for billing it. It led to its validity, and every ju- it's been used to establish admissibility in every state in the country at this point. So it's wow. huge, and including in England, by the way. That's amazing. I mean, that's a story that I never knew about. I mean, when I was researching, well, what product should I buy? Because there was your product and another one that was probably four or five times as more expensive. Yeah. And you look at it and you read everything. You're like, well, this sounds, sounds good. You know, this is why people recommend it. And then now you have like the validity behind it that it's actually proven to do what it the sales right. pitch is all about. Yeah, and then the, the, uh, as far as the studies go, the answer to the question, this is the interesting mm-hmm. part. They try to make a claim that needle EMG is the gold standard. So one of the things I do in, in uh, the courtroom arena is I love to do this with experts. They say, how many since needle EMG is the gold standard and service EMG is not, how many more studies are there on needle EMG than surface? And they always and I say, five times more, would you guess? Six times ten? They go Six times more. And then I show them the PubMed search. Guess how many studies there are on needle EMG? 2,200. Guess how many on surface as of today? 9,300. There's four times more studies on surface EMG than needle EMG, wiping out their entire argument. Wow. So that must cover all types of different 
conditions and, and areas of the body as well. Yes, applications. The point is that that what I say to them is, look, they're different tools. Needle EMG looks for nerve damage. Service EMG looks for muscle guarding, muscle tension states. It looks for the compensation for subluxation. Mm-hmm. That's what it's doing. Different measurements completely. We can't prove nerve damage with service EMG. They can't show soft tissue injury with needle EMG. Totally different tools. Did you, did you have to um, farm out the actual software to make it a visual for the doctors to actually and the patients to understand what's going on? Or, I mean, what was that? How was that? I'm a control freak, man. Are you kidding? We manufacture here in the United States. And you know what's funny? In China, they're buying our stuff in China now. They want American-made stuff. They came to my plant to prove that I actually make here because everybody manufactures in China, but I don't. Everyone's recognizing the quality is so great because we manufacture here, but I do everything in-house. I'm the only company. Everyone else farms out their stuff to contractors. Our mm-hmm. only competitor, which is pretty much gone at this point, he actually, the guy who was the head of it has been removed from the company about five years ago, but they, they were uh, relying on a third party to supply hardware and another party to do software because no one's really committed. I'm fully committed to this because I believe in it, which means uh, that I do all the design and I have in-house and it's very expensive. We do all of our design in-house and we manufacture uh, we manufacture in the United States ourselves. We're the actual legal manufacturer of the product. So, mm. Are there any knockoffs in China yet, like the uh, Impulse IQ? You know, they have a... They have all kinds of uh, knockoffs now. I'm just curious. Not is there anything out there yet? Uh, so what's happened in China with me has been very interesting. I'm not sure if I'm legally allowed to discuss it, but they're... You don't uh, have to. <laughs> yeah, they, they, there's no. It's actually, I patented in China. And it was something that was good because things have changed. They used to just copy stuff all the time. Now they're trying to recognize that they're a world, you know, this is a world market, and they're not doing that the same way anymore. So as soon as, like, there was someone who's going to knock it off, as soon as they saw the patent, instead they contacted me and said, let's work together. Oh, that's good. Real good. Yeah. I thought it was great. I was so impressed, you know, that they did that. So, yes, there's no, and they're so huge that I don't have to worry about anybody else doing a knockoff because they'll wipe them out. So, yeah, very good. Yeah. <laughs> What kind of products do you see? I guess it's a double question. What type of products do you wish there were in the market or, or need to be developed? And are there more just fad-based products that need to just go away? What are you seeing? So I think what's really good about what's going on in the profession right now, and you can see it by going to one of the Parker seminars as an example, is that, and this is because of your age group. What are you? What are, you are you like 17, 18? You're like the youngest chiropractor in the world? I mean, usually, yeah. No, about 34. Are you really? Well, I thought you were like 21 or 22. So the cool thing about your age group is you are – originally, almost all chiropractic, the, were, the, the concept was one of just dogma. We just follow what a leader tells us, and everything was about dogma. And, and I've always been about data. Screw the dogma. Now, your age group and younger is about data, not dogma. So what's happened is if you go to Parker, for example, all of the nonsense garbage that was out there, and this is one of the biggest problems when it comes to buying these machines, is that people that buy them, they've been, it's amazing how many docs have bought because of a, a, car, a, man, a management consultant said, hey, you need to buy this machine even though it's worthless uh, because they're getting $500 to $1,000 of each machine. Those, the, your age group put an end to that because you're like, 
just like you did when you looked at buying machines. You know, you actually compared them and you tested them out and were like, wow, this machine costs less and is way faster and works way better and the reproducibility is there. And so that's what's put an end. Like you go to Parker now and five years ago, the big giant booths with companies selling stuff that were nonsense are gone. So that's so cool to see that if it's not real, like the Impulse IQ is a great example, great product, right? And mm-hmm. it's he's doing well. There was another company out there which sold a machine that cost 20 times more, right? Remember that? Yeah. Uh-huh. The guy is not even allowed in the United States anymore. I mean, that's what's happened. It's like, you know, the it's cool to see that that we've matured, we've developed instead of dogma, we've developed real critical thinking skills. Instead of you know cynicism, we develop critical thinking skills, and we actually are, as a profession, are growing up and recognizing, hey, let's look and see what really is going on here, and not listen to, and, and everyone's it's called in the social psychology literature is called the uh, the enlightenment effect. Everyone's been enlightened and realized these guys are just getting paid to say this. They don't even know what it does. They've never even used it. So you know this isn't about trusting them. It's about what makes sense. Right. And it's the same way with uh, one of these decompression tables. They had the one that's 10 or 15 and now, and then they had the one that was like 100, 125. And right. I don't know if they even are in business anymore. Well, they got in real trouble. So the FTC, you know, I mean, the, the fines, I, I'm privy to the information there. The fines were in the millions for uh, for uh, the the miss you know the miss uh, so there's the whole like that whole thing about the NASA claims that people make you know NASA it turns out there's a thing called the Space Foundation and it's not NASA it's not even related to NASA I mean it's literally a uh, organization set up to try to you know market stuff and you can pay thirty five grand and and get that Space Foundation certification and you're supposed to have a relationship to NASA. But it turns out that it's not true. There's been so many that claimed it and were fooled into it. And so now you see those things are all disappearing. And and people smart like you go, what's the difference between a 15000 Instead of going, my management consultant said buy this because he's getting thirty grand off each one, you will actually go, what's the difference? Look at the actual technology, use it, test it, and go, wow, the $15,000 one does just as good a job as the other one does. Why would I spend hundred grand on it? Right, right. So, so they're going to, the stuff. The nonsense is going away. The solid products like MyoVision, like the Impulse mm-hmm. IQ, the, these products are emerging now. And also in the management consulting area, you see all the big ones have kind of disappeared, and the ones like Frank Savinsky, who are just like telling the truth, are the ones emerging as as uh, because they were telling the truth, because they were being honest, and because it wasn't about money. Because that's right. changed, you know. We've got some real, real ethical individuals that are really coming through now with uh, the goods. And again, I attribute it to your age group. I really do. Because if it, if it wasn't, if it weren't, uh, we'd be in the same state we were, uh, where everyone just follows whoever. Man, you know, when I used to teach, when I used to teach at at the schools, uh, fifteen years ago, they go, but so and so told me this is better. Now they go, show me. Yeah, and I think the schools are part of that as well because everything's double-blind, research-based, yep. and you get hammered that enough times when you start looking at products, well, especially you know products that aren't a hundred dollars. You know, so this isn't a um, right. This isn't a, a back brace. So you know, you gotta you gotta really do your your research and right. Yeah, like everything you said. I mean, I agree with it. Yep. Now, being that you have a, a product company, have you expanded like? 
we're always talking about like marketing. And I ask, you know, regular doctors in clinic, what's your top two or three best marketing? You have a product, but you still have to market. What is your best marketing? And then have you ever marketed outside of the uh, chiropractic profession? Well, right now, the the medical profession's totally absorbing this because uh, physiatrists have been seeing what it does in that it actually establishes Wow, we can we can now provide objective proof of subjective complaints. That's what's been the big thing, and so mm-hmm. we're seeing a huge change there. Um, but in the chiropractic arena, the thing that I just I, you know I, I really want, and, and everyone's seen this, is that the uh, the marketing to PI attorneys has been huge in the states because no one else does a good job with soft tissue as good a job as chiropractors, and so all they needed though was a tool to prove. Put it this way. A cardiologist has an EKG to establish what they're doing, right? Correct. All chiropractors needed was a tool that's real, not a pretend one, but a tool that's real that can function like the EKG for spinal health, and that's what I provide. Now, in the medical arena, they're uh, using this for um, – we, we also manufacture a device that's used for uh, treatment, and it's used in 12 hospitals uh, in the United States, and it actually measures muscle activity and video simultaneously so they can you can rehab individuals. a very powerful tool called Proforma wow. Vision, and there's a lot of cool things that I'm doing no one knows about. Um, and, uh, but the, you know, the other thing cool – one of my favorite things about the marketing of – as far as the myovision for chiropractic, I love both science, having solid science, and then cool marketing at the same time. So have you seen the e-scan thing where you do a test and you send it to their phone? Oh, no, uh-uh. Uh, it's the coolest thing in the world. So every time you do a test on a patient with a static EMG or range of motion or any of them, you can hit this button, put their email address in, and it sends a test right to their phone. And the test results uh, end up showing – and they, they just try to imagine what happens when the patient goes to lunch. Ten seconds later, they get it in their email with a customized message, and I patented this, by the way. They get in an email, and it shows their um, – and it shows that your – test results. And the thing, why did I come up with this though? Because chiropractors were complaining that their patients, everyone knows this, they leave, they don't remember anything you said. So I said, if I can produce something that's objective, that shows the condition of their spine in an objective way and send it to their email with everyone having giant smartphones, then guess what? Everybody is going to... um, uh, to get reinforcement for what you said along with a message that's embedded in the graphic. And it ended up being just a huge hit. It's called eScan, and it's, it just makes it so that you're taking advantage of these uh, uh, large smartphones. Um, and uh, I'll send one to you, but you, send, you get to take advantage of the large smartphones, and then you end up seeing this just, you know, patients running around going to lunch afterwards and showing them, look how cool my chiropractor is, you know. <laughs> And um, this one's the – you can see this one's the range of motion one. Uh, oh, nice. But at the bottom, it actually has all your contact information embedded in it. Well, that seems like the natural progression of things where we've been doing – here, print this out, print this out. And now it's, just email it to me. I can screenshot it and share it on social media because, you know, people do that. Yeah. Or they just have it. They can email it to their spouse, like you said. That's ah, really nice. I didn't know that was even a thing. Oh, you got to tell you the coolest thing about it by far. The coolest thing was in beta testing. Uh, and every chiropractor will, will relate to this. In beta testing, the number of female patients that said, 
Oh my God! You know who it's who? Let's say they went in originally. Everyone says, "Oh, they can go in there." They went in there originally because they were in pain from something or other, and then they want to still see their chiropractor. But guess who at home is telling them that um, that they, you know, that why are you still seeing the chiropractor? Their husband, right? Mm-hmm. The number of female patients that received this, like it's ten seconds, um, and received it at ten seconds later, and they. Um, so you can see here's the static. They would take this and hit the forward button and forward to their husband. <laughs> and it was like, see? screw you. See, I, I, yeah. need, I need my chiropractor. But better than that, guess what the result was? Tell me. Their, their husbands would come in for a test. See? Now there we go. That, now we're referring. That's, that's the key right there. Well, guys are into gadgets, right? Yeah. And, and I so see a red bar. In. Red means bad. I don't want any more red bars. And I've got lots. Yeah, exactly. And that's what ended up happening. And so they would just come in for the test and then it'd be go, what is this? I want to know. And, and, but you know how cool it made the chiropractor look that they actually, that's the thing. Patients want to be considered, they want to be uh, admired. Mm-hmm. So when they hold this up, they want to be admired for choosing a chiropractor that has one of these. Okay. You know, this chiropractor is unique. Is your stress score the lower the better or the higher the better? Uh, the lower the better. So what happens is over time, it's like blood pressure. You measure it and you use it as a way of tracking progress. So the EP stress score is a sum of all the muscle activity over time. So it's looking okay. at the muscle activity about the spine. Sorry, the whole – all those readings added up are the EP stress score. And the VA hospital did a study on this and found that it correlated like 0.99 with Oswestry or VAS score. So about 100 is about a normal. But in general, everyone's going to be a little bit different. But what you do is you just use it to track their progress and, and instantly see the change. And do pre and post adjustment tests, it's unbelievable. You see pre and post of you know, uh, um, a 30% reduction in muscle activity pre and post adjustment. For anyone who's skeptical about chiropractic, boom, you're all set. Like immediately. Immediately, yeah. They get, and they get it in 10 seconds. And the, it does an overlay where you can actually see the, uh, the pre and post one on top of another. Wow. But the number is great. He was showing me the screen on the on Skype, and it was really it's it's exactly what you'd expect. They have the body; it's got the bars, just like you would if you printed it off. So it's very easy to see. I saw some yellow. I saw some red. Red's bad. Yellow is. I think the muscles have just sort of shut down. So they're splinting. Yellow could be both high and low are important because high readings are acute, low readings mm-hmm. are chronic for most cases. So when you see a suddenly in like this case, you're looking at somebody who had, believe it or not. This person, they're compensating with muscles firing the mid readings are high in the mid thoracic. See how they're really low in the low back? I said your worst problem is in the lower right. And guess what? It was because that super low reading is the muscle going into a contracture state, meaning that the readings are low because the muscles have bulked up and shortened because that's what they Mm. do. The body's natural defense mechanism to pain is muscle guarding. Muscle guarding turns into the muscles actually bulking up and shortening because it's more efficient to not fire electrically. And they create like a weightlifter's muscle to create that. And that's why it looks like it's really super low. So in oh. most cases, that's what it means. So just high and low are important. Have you ever noticed, uh, I, I see a lot of MRIs here, and the little multifidi, they tend to turn into fat, like that L4 to L5 area. Uh, I just look at them all the time, and they're like, oh, I've just kind of, you know, I got a little bulge. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, well, it's probably been there for quite a while because those muscles are now just fat. Yeah. 
Have you ever seen any correlations with that, or that's well, a whole other study? It's a whole other study, but the reality is the correlation between, like, the correlation between X-ray and MRI is huge. Uh, I mean, sorry, X-ray and static EMG is huge. Uh, clearly, because you see biomechanical issues create muscular compensation. Scoliosis is the best example. There's published studies showing that you can just look at muscle activity and it correlates with the scoliotic curve completely. Mm. And as you work on it, matter of fact, Dennis Wogan's stuff, he's able to use a static EMG to use it for treatment. To, to when you work someone's muscles, you can use it to sh- to to provide them with feedback that they're actually you know using. He uses a cool device that it's a bar that he rotates. It's, Weighs a lot of lot, turns it you know and into the curve so that he's able to create a muscular compensation for it and help to treat it. But the key is that um, it does. So the MRI stuff is what's 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 going on right now though is the MRI, as you know, is forty percent of the time shows uh, an abnormal MRI. The patients are asymptomatic. So mm-hmm. where the Dynaram motion EMG comes in is that it correlates much higher with actual pain state than MRI does. And so it's being used more and more now. That's where the medical arena is acknowledging it, that, wow, we need to do this as a pretest to MRI. And, and MRI is great. It's just for evaluating for, you know, for other things, looking for tumor. You can look for all kinds of stuff in MRI. But as far as, like, soft tissue, you have an auto accident, for example, your MRI is not going to be abnormal necessarily, you know. But you can still be in the muscle guarding state from pain, soft tissue pain. You know, that's so. That's why the Dynaram seems to be so powerful in those cases. So, yeah, it's like you may not be able to, op- to raise up your arm, but when you do an MRI, you're like, well, your your arm's fine. Exactly. <laughs> like, well, it's not fine because it hurts. Exactly. So that's the point. Is I'm showing that again, objective proof of subjective complaints. That's what we're doing. Okay. And so yeah, it's been really killer that way. All right. Well, I hope the audience isn't. This isn't just one big sales pitch. It's actually conquering the, the the science, and we're learning not just about a product, but how everything correlates together, and how we can use what out what's out there to prove what we're doing yeah. for insurance companies, for the patients, for referrals, and everything else. So I'm really enjoying this conversation. I, I mean, yeah. this is good stuff. Can I ask you a question? Sure. So what impresses you more? And this is where I get people really confused. Okay. What impresses you more? As the expert you are as a chiropractor, when someone presents their opinion about something or when someone shows you data, which one impresses you more? I like the data. Right. And that's the public. You know, it's it's and for some reason, it's really important. to Remember, this isn't a personal thing because a lot of chiropractors feel like everyone should just trust what I say. And it just doesn't work like that anymore. You know? And, and mechanics show you a printout using they plug a device into the car to show you a code that spit out, and that's how they make decisions about what to do with a car. Why would that not happen in chiropractic? Everything is turned into data. Well, when they when they show me, oh, your 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 car is misaligned here and here, I'm like, I don't. I see the little graphs, and I'm just like, uh, so is this bad? Is it time to do it? He's like, well, you know, at this point, yes, I would say you need to do it. So you just got to critically think because you're like, well, they make their upsells on, uh, on this kind of stuff. But when you see the data, you're like, well, that does seem pretty horrible. <laughs> yeah, I know that those alignment things are amazing. They come out with a graph and they show red and green. Is it any different than what I'm doing with the myovision? It's not. No. It's the same thing, but for the spine. And it's, and it's so funny because the alignment, they're using the same terminology as, as chiropractors. If you read the actual Hunter makes the device, mm-hmm. if you read Hunter's stuff, they say making the adjustment is what they call it <laughs> on the wheels. I mean, they're talking about the same. It's so cool to see. 
But again, we've got to get with it and recognize that's where the world's gone. And this isn't about anything personal that the world wants to see data. Any advice for students uh, just starting out or even young doctors on uh, ways that they could be a little more successful? Oh, yeah. So the first thing is that um, we've been a lot of the schools are really pushing like, you know, the concept that we have to do cash practice stuff and this, that, whatever. The reality is that um, I my response, so a lot of chiropractors have been afraid of the personal injury arena because of the fact that they don't want to be deposed. They're fearful of how hard that is. I've taken away that problem by having this data because the data speaks for them. Mm-hmm. And it's a wonderful arena to get into as a student graduating because not only, I mean, forget about the fact that you get four times more on a PI patient than you would off anyone else. But the reality is that those patients, and I remind everybody this all the time, they need you more than anybody does. Mm-hmm. They're hurting. You know, why would you not want to fill that niche? And it's a niche for them that exists that the schools have, will not talk about because they don't really talk about personal injury stuff in schools. And um, one of the schools won't even let me speak on it. It's got to be about cash practice. And the cash practice thing, huh. and that's great. And for the ones that – and for the to, – to, supplement. So that's the Dynaron part of it. And then the static EMG is how you keep the patient focused on their function instead of their symptoms by providing them objective data that hey, takes 30 seconds to do. You know, the device is patented, has multiple the electrodes on it now. You've seen it. There are five electrodes. It's, oh. It does a test super fast now compared to the machine that you saw. Have you seen the new one? It's uh, five electrodes. I, I mean, I've seen the advertisements, but you know, I already had one that was working. And then now that I'm yeah. not doing it, I'm like, well, I'm not going to buy one in China because it doesn't really yeah. fit the, the, the way they work here. But right. I saw the wireless. I was like, that's pretty cool. It's quick. It's, it's easy. And now, by the way, that's the other thing. I, I recommend they do screenings, but be legitimate. And the other thing I want to tell them is don't get out there and try to tell them that these test results mean you're going to get cancer if you don't get, tre- get an adjustment. Because that's where I see people getting in trouble. You know, all you got to do is go. And, and I also tell them as a trick, by, by the way, that wireless thing, I didn't do it just to be cool. Mm-hmm. For a screening, if you go out and you set up a 32-inch a, a monitor, which costs you, you know, TV, which costs you 100 bucks. And you do you go walk out to them. There's a video showing this, but you walk out to them at a distance where they're comfortable, where you're not dragging them in. Test them at a distance and say, "Hey, when was the last when was the last time you had your spine checked?" And and doing screenings is great because you end up communicating with the public. But by having a test that shows something that's real, it allows uh, it established you as credible. And we were in Spain and we we did this on all the hospital staff. No one had ever been adjusted. And when they saw that, and the key part I'm telling you is that don't tell the patient what it means. We try to oversell chiropractic. That test alone stands on its own. They will tell you their spinal story when they see the test results because it's just like a watch. They don't feel – uh, they don't feel. this is like a patient awareness tool. When you show them the muscle compensation about the spine, they'll go, oh, my God, my shoulder's been bothering me all this time. I forgot about it. And they'll start ask, talking. But when you show them something that they feel, which is why the muscle work, stuff works so much better than thermography, what ends up happening is they go, wow – you're credible because you just proved something that is there. What do I do about it? And you can Socratic method them. Just what do you see? Yep. That's it. Exactly. And if you say, what do you see? So we did a, we did a thing where we actually had half the time we told, had the doctor say, well, this is what the results mean and tells them, told them all this stuff. And the other half I said, shut, shut the F up. 
yeah. and let the and you would not believe how many of those people just went on about their spines that led to them coming in to see the doctor. And the key is don't make up stuff. Just say we're looking at muscles. We're looking at how they compensate for subluxation. Uh, it's not magical. It's not going to like you know. And and that's all you got to do. Keep it simple, and then they're going to be interested. Well, you know, and you mentioned earlier too about the like the, the auto accident cases. It's like they have a bad rep because you find these offices that have like a, a meal. You know, they're just running them through. Everybody gets the same thing. They get a bad rep. And I know in my own clinic, you're right. PI was, it's, yeah, they're a little more complicated, a little more paperwork. But you do, you just, it's not that you get paid four times as much. It's that you actually get paid uh, without yes. really getting cut. You know, when right. you get cut half and you get paid full price, that's, it's, that's a raise right there. Yes. But you got to be ethical. Yes. The key is like, and don't work. I got to tell you, the reality is that my machine, I hate to say this, but it's true. My machine has made it so that I I tried to level the playing field between MDs and DCs. Mm -hmm. So because the issue was you go into the courtroom, whether you like it or not, MDs have, according to attorneys, they have higher level of credibility. You know, the, 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 uh, the Gallup poll showed that. Um, but the reality is that I wanted to level the playing field and I, instead I hit the ball out of, out of the park with it and that they have nothing to compete with you and you don't have to worry about being deposed because i've won every single case i've ever been involved with they know it they just settle it and your test data is what drives the whole thing and protects you from ever being deposed you know and if you do guess who shows up to be deposed with you me do you have any references at all like um if someone's getting in trouble you know getting the lawsuit case and like well i don't really want to have to fly you out and testify, are there papers that have been published where you can send that and they say, hey, all right, all right, all right, we see the proof, we'll back off, pay the bill, don't worry about it? Yeah, so first of all, it's in the AMA's book, so that's one of the ones. But if you register at the MyOvision website, myovision.com, you register in the upper right, it gives you access to all court records and depositions and everything else that you can download and provide to any attorney. When they look at it and go, oh my God, this went to the Supreme Court in Florida? It's the end because the image they have is unfortunately the image attorneys have that are not educated on this, and this is changing very quickly, is that static EMG is the only EMG. When they see there's a motion one and that is in the AMA's book, it ends the discussion, and and you don't have to worry about it. But the, but you can read, you can get trained on it by there's a training class online, but also the, you can read over all the depositions and see how experts have won cases and how easy it is. Because a lot of times I think patients don't want to know all the technology behind it, but if you know as the doctor, you have the the certainty that what you're doing is accurate and is going to work. And then that's what right. they can pick up on, and that's what they trust. They trust you. Right. And so, you know, if you haven't seen it, the software brings up the ideal next to the patient, and I'm actually going to show you what this looks like because this is critical. Um, what it does is is this is how you explain to attorneys, patients, and everything. I, I want it to make life easy. So um, I'm going to show you an example of one. Then you'll get you'll go, wow, okay, this is like a no-brainer. Um, let me just pull this up really quickly. And so uh, you can see here that all I do, I just did this very clever thing where I show the ideal next to the patient. And here's an example. Now, on the screen, can you see that 
on this side, this is three reps. Of, the bottom is range of motion, top is muscle activity. But you see how the muscles are firing like crazy on this on this one, and on this one, they're relaxed in full flexion. You can see the pictures show the, yeah. the pictures show the, the position they're in. Can you see that? It's got the— Right, one uh, looks like a nice hill and a mountaintop. The other one looks like a, a jagged little pill. Yep, but the key is when you're in full flexion, muscles shut off in a normal. Mm-hmm. This person is injured, end of story— by showing these side by side, this is your all oh. you have to show to anybody. And guess what? Game over. And this is obvious. I know you can't see it, guys, but one is flat in the valley, and the other one is halfway up a fourteener. I mean, it is. Yep. It's yep. pretty and obvious. That's it. Yeah, and this case is uh, is one that this case I just showed you mm-hmm. was a uh, they offered um, five thousand dollars, and then they deposed me on it and wrote a check for two hundred twenty thousand. Wow. No joke. You can ask the attorney. I mean, they just, everyone just is like, couldn't, it's like they're amazed at the magic of this. Well, guess what? Objective proof of subjective complaints. You can argue it all day long, but when you can show it, end of story. You know, you mentioned being on that TV show earlier. I was, when, I, when you said that, I was thinking, man, I don't know if I want to be uh, judged by the world, how, you know, the, especially the way everything is going on right now. I was like, that could be scary. But at the same time, you say this and you're like, oh, okay, well, if you can persuade people, they might reward you in a crazy way as well. Yeah, you know, the expert who won a case last year for 750 said it best because, you know, someone introduced him at a lecture recently, John Malpe. His name is John Malpe. He's a chiropractor. He is the best of the best. He is what everybody needs to be, seriously. Like, you know, he's so balanced. He he treat, he says, I take cash, I take PI, I take everything. But the thing is, he says it best. They, somebody introduced him as saying the guy who kicked, kicked this famous MD's in this court case, and he gets up and he goes, I didn't kick his the data did. Mm, I like it. And that's why it was easy for me to get on that TV show because what are they going to do? It's like I'm showing data. They didn't question it. Instead, they – by the way, everybody needs to know to watch the show and vote for the plaintiff's side because the only attack they used in that show was to attack chiropractic and my relationship, the machines association with chiropractors. Chiropractors don't have data. We all know that, she's saying. And so if you as a chiropractor get on there and vote for the plaintiff side, which is the right side in this case, for real, the insurer was wrong, um, you're voting for chiropractors, you know, because that's what her only attack. You'll see it. Well, we look forward to seeing that. Yeah. I'm cool. sure it'll be advertised. So Yeah, it will be. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other, um, say, five-year goals that, that you, you want to see? And how do you know if they're worthy of your uh, pursuit? Uh, my five-year goals are to make it so that um, chiropractors – so we have a new report in our Dynaram stuff – to make it so that chiropractors are all focused. I mean I go to the schools. They're still doing bubble range of motion in the schools. I mean mm. I don't know about what you learned, but they're still doing – it's insane. My goal long-term is to – five years is to have it so that every student graduates. I saw one recently in a deposition where he was taught in his school that visual range of motion was objective. And then to see him get his kicked in the courtroom, he bought a myovision literally that Monday after that deposition. And because he's like, oh, my God, it isn't. So I want the schools to start getting the, the prof- level of professionalism higher by integrating data, establishing what you do. And I want to see the profession doing it in general because we need to raise the bar here and make it so that we have proof of – we have this amazing gift that we can't show anybody. And we haven't gone beyond 5% of the population still 
all these years, and and BJ Palmer did it by using the NCM. I want to do it by using the data produced by the MyVision, and it's good, solid data. Test retest reliability with my static was just recently published, 0.96. Uh, I mean, going to publication, 0.96. It's real data. I want to see everyone using data because the world needs it, you know? Yeah. And that's a, that's my main goal is to get everybody doing that so that people then go, wow, my chiropractor knows what he's talking about and he can prove it. Absolutely. I'm going to switch gears just a little bit on you. Kind of the last part of our, our, our episodes, we always like to talk about a little about personal stuff. Are you okay with that? Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll just ask it. I usually prep our guests just a little bit just to let them know that you will ask. Besides work, what preoccupies you? Any volunteering? I think you were into motorsports at one point. Yeah, I race cars. I have the record on the Seattle track. You can watch a video of me at the MyVision website under the About You thing. You can watch a video of me beating a famous pro on the racetrack. It's kind of cool. What kind of car? Um, it was uh, I, So I like always being the underdog. I'm, I'm out there in a Corvette Z06, which everybody thought was a straight-line car. It's been winning Le Mans for years, and I'm data-driven, so I could afford any car. But, um, I mean, it killed the F430, the Ferrari on the track. It wasn't even close. Wow. But the Porsches are Porsches are very close. Um, and uh, so I'm driving the Z06, uh, and it was nothing more fun than having a $77,000 car. The Porsche Club actually put a bet. I put a bet on their website because they're saying there's no way that that car could do the lap times that – I'm claiming they're all documented, you know. Right. But so that so I just said, well, just you know, here's a half million dollars for anyone that shows up. Three guys took the bet, uh, five hundred thousand dollar Carrera GT, and um, there's the by the way, the article on my racing is on the website also. But the Carrera GT, which is half million dollars lost in twenty after twenty minutes, the GT3, the Porsche Club president, and the GT3 lost in one lap. I took him in the first lap, never saw him again. Um, <laughs> And that's a $155,000 car. And then a GT2, the video, you can see him going to the dirt in the last lap. And wow. I lost him in the last lap by pushing him. And that's when I got invited to race professionally. But at 50, you know, I'm 58 now, but at 50 years old, 52 years old, I was like, you know, I don't really want to drive around and, you know, in a in a in an RV and go around to these shows. <laughs> it's, it's work, you know. This is fun. Yeah. Um, but, but then I crashed 150 miles an hour in, in a – a race car too, um, and got out and drove myself home. Um, that video I have too, which I'll have to show you personally. It's kind of cool. Wow. Um, but that was really fun. And, uh, but all my friend, put it this way, a friend of mine from Texas, you'll appreciate this being from Louisiana. Guess what he said to me? What? David, when, uh, so after crashing and getting out and driving my, my heart rate was only 77, by the way, it didn't even bother me. This crash <laughs> flipped, rolled, started on fire, to watch, it's just unbelievable. Um, but I got out, and the guy kept measuring my heart rate. And he kept saying, how is it possible? It's three minutes later, your heart rate's 77, and it was 74 when you went out. They measured it before you went out. And he's like, what's going How?" I go, it's, it's, you're trained for it. It's no big deal. But, but the surgeon said something. This friend of mine from Texas said, David, when an angel, uh, when an angel kisses you on the forehead, you don't spit in her face. <laughs> In other words, you know, time to stop. You just walked away from that. That's not going to necessarily happen the next time. Yeah. And, you know, um, and uh, but the truth is it was more friends, family that drove me nuts and, and wouldn't let me get on the track as much. So I'm going crazy right now. So I enjoy racing, but I haven't been done doing that a long time. Uh, I have been spending a lot of time uh, with homeless people. 
And uh, I've learned a lot about that, and I chased down criminals on the side too and have put 35 people in jail now, felons. And, um, and I steal back things from Craigslist that are stolen. Uh, so I do that for fun too. You just got a passion. That's, that's the most amazing thing I've heard. Not ever, but that's pretty wild. So you're like a, a private eye kind of person? or Yeah, I go around. So I, you can see I can send you video of the last one. I mean, this is just uh, two of them in the last two months. But uh, one of the guys broke into the building, and you see me chase him down. But I knew what he was going to do. I know how, how they think. And uh, I caught him three times. I'm witness to three. I followed him and watched him break into a building, too. And all this is on video, so it's not me saying it. And um, so I have uh, – uh, and then two weeks ago, a guy broke into this building, and I, I watched it all and got him captured in the garage. It was great. So, wow, that's cool. Um, yeah, but steal, I steal things back. Someone stole a computer from someone with all their artwork on it, and so I found it on Craigslist, set up a – you know, like I'm going to buy it. And just said, you're going to jail. You're giving me the computer back. So, um, you know, that stuff happens. I stole a car back, too. That was cool. Wow. See, that, that's some good advice because if you get robbed of stuff like that, I wouldn't have even thought, oh, go to Craigslist because that's probably how they're going to try to out- offload it. So Yeah. Within an hour, it's on Craigslist. So That's amazing. Huh. Yeah. It's pretty pretty much that the car was on Craigslist, and that was, that was a big deal because um, I stole a car back, and that was really hard to do. That was two weeks of interacting to buy it back from to, to pretend to buy it and then steal it back. So, so do you have like cops kind of on the on the back end too? TV show? Yeah, huh. I never. Not on TV, no, I never, but like no, yeah, no, I never, I never get in trouble. I always know who and how bad they are, mm-hmm. and keep my distance. If they're the police, are always there. Uh, otherwise, I don't do it. So I'm not stupid. That's awesome. There's a safe way to do those things. So. Yeah, huh. learn something Anyways, new today. Anyways, it's the truth. Yeah, you talk to anyone, they'll tell you it's true. They've seen it, my stuff, and there's video of all of it. So that's why, you know, data, I have to be able to, I don't say things unless I can prove them, you know, so. <laughs> well, do you have any, um, we're going to wrap up here. Uh, do you have any morning routines or lunch routines that keeps you grounded and excited for the rest of the day? I do the elliptical, and that to me is a thing. I do an intense workout on the elliptical, and when I, I just had, I just had a, a appendectomy on uh Saturday morning at 7 a.m., and I made my 4.30 p.m. lecture at the Portland, Oregon, uh, Oregon's uh, Chiropractic Association meeting. And the nurse said, I swear, she goes, what are you doing for exercise? Why are you in such great shape? And I said, I, I actually have a very limited diet, and I do the elliptical uh, intensely, and it's been the best thing for me. Four years now, my blood pressure is 106 over 72 or whatever. So, you know, it's just just from doing that. What's intense mean? I'm kind of curious. Uh, time frame. So, and so I just do 15 minutes, and for me, and what happens is that I go full bore the last two minutes. Okay. Just full bore, and and it, you know, there's more research showing that what this that this is true that it works. Yeah, interval training. Yeah, and it just, but I I keep it at the lowest level so I don't hurt my back. So I'm just literally, it's more speed. So I go I go fast the whole time, but then I go super fast for the last couple of minutes, and it's amazing how well it's uh, how well it's worked. And so that's it. What about you? I, I walk a lot. I feel like I'm an old seventy uh, year old. I'm like I get about a uh, ten thousand steps a day. We finally have a gym, so I'll, I'll push some muscles. I'm doing, um, what is it called? It's like a 30-minute insanity max. It's mm-hmm. fun, you know? Yeah, it's great stuff. Yeah, it, it works so well. I quit doing it and then, you know, gain some weight back. <laughs> I got to get back on it. 
So can I tell you a secret though? This is important. I want everyone to hear this. So everyone seems to follow like so right now, vitamin whatever is the key. You know, there's everyone follow the real what NASA what was hammered into our heads, and I want you to I'm gonna say this you know, pretty slow, that individual differences are the norm. And what I know you understand that you're a unique individual. Individual differences are the norm. What that means is that my formula and your formula are completely different. So the second I follow, like I can follow someone else's formula and I'm sick, I'm not healthy, you know, it doesn't work. You have to find out for you and listen to your body what works best for you. No matter what any expert says, you know. And you can do that by checking your blood work, checking your blood pressure, and, and actually yep. seeing the data every four or five months. Right. And so for some person, it might be eating steak every day. For another person, it might eat, be eating vegetables every day. We're all different, and individual differences are the norm. So remember that and, and find out what works for you, and don't follow what anybody else says. Very good. Right? I agree. Do you have any favorite books, blogs, podcasts, or any phone apps that you just really like to use personally and ones that you could possibly recommend for others? So my favorite, one of my favorite ones is Google Keep. I don't know if you've ever seen it, Mm -mm. but uh, nobody knows about it, but it's called Google Keep and it allows you to take your ideas and put them so, you know, everyone has all these programs that are complex for, you know, what to do and everything. Keep is just like this simple app uh, that comes with Google stuff. And you can use it on an a, a iPod, but it makes no difference which phone. And it, it just allows you to put in a list of things that you need to get done. But you can put them in any order you want to. You can just add a new one. And it's sort of like a way that stores on all your computers. It shows up everywhere of keeping all your ideas there so you can always find them later on. And it's not necessarily in order per se, but that's okay. So it's Google you know? version of like OneNote or Evernote? Yes, but it's not as uh, it's not Robust. as complex to use. It's just like the second. It's just like it's like having sticky notes almost, but allows you to do more complex things with them if you want to. Main thing is that we lose so many of our ideas by yeah. not putting them somewhere, and so I use it all the time for. And you're allowed to 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 tack the most important one right at the top. So my phone, I open it up and it shows me the most important note is shows right right there. It's up at the top of the phone. You can't see it very well. Oops. No, it's too shiny. Yeah. Anyways, there's a there's a thing right here which shows my most important notes. Oh yeah. Okay. There we go. Yeah. And so and you can hit a voice thing and record it. That's one of my favorites. I'd say right now. Um, and my favorite po- my favorite podcast thus far though, seriously, is one for you to consider is this guy named Justin Trusclair. Have you heard of him? Yeah, he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah, I like I like what he's doing. He's my favorite one so far. Uh, Any books? You know, that's, uh, books. Uh, you know, this book. Every chiropractor has to read this book, or they're stupid. I just said that, didn't I? <laughs> I like it. What, what is it? And it's going to be shocking because it's so different than you expect. It's called the E Myth for Chiropractors. Okay. And it was written by Frank Savinsky. And Frank Savinsky, if you don't know him, was a genius. He passed away. To, I was with him when he passed away, unfortunately. And uh, uh, but he wrote a book called The E-Myth for Chiropractors. It will change your life. And it's not this emotional thing. It's a reminder about the need for processing, which is so opposite of him. He was like the craziest person in the world. Mm-hmm. But that's the point. We all need processes. and We need to be able to have processes for things to work properly. And it's so beautifully written. The audio is great. But you have to read this book. And everyone that's read it is contacting me going, oh, my God, it changed everything about the way I practice. You know, 
And wow. it's not just chiropractic. I'm, I read it as a business owner, and it changed my the way I do everything. So that book is critical. Did Frank have a management company? Yes, DCMentors.com, DCMentors. I knew him uh, from Activator, really liked what he was doing. And then I went on his website the other day to say, oh, I wonder if he's, uh, you know, for interviewing. And I was like, oh. So, yeah. I it really was liked terrible. It. Yeah, it is terrible because he, he had a very um, psychology-based and, and patient-centered, figuring out what's, what, what are they thinking you know, what type of person they are and tailoring it to him. He was the anti-management management company. I mean, he literally was like, what he said to you is, hey, if you don't figure out who you're talking to, shut up. Because, you know, reading scripts to people, they, they know it. They're more sophisticated than that. And so he's like, you have to establish what type person you're talking to before and present things in ways they understand. Mm-hmm. And he was a real genius. And uh, he was so far ahead of everybody else because, you know, everyone's pushing – Read this script to everybody. I can remember going to a carpenter where he read a script to me. I'm like, I turned the door, or opened the door, and I go, and it was right on the door. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, I go, you know how, you know, his big thing was authenticity. Make it yours. Present it in your way, and then you're going to be effective. And so Frank was, there was just no one, you know, he's just a brilliant guy, and he integrated everything. And he was, and in addition to that, he was the best activator practitioner I've ever known. Yeah, you know, no, no offense, Arlen. I've been adjusted by you too, and you're amazing. Frank was just unbelievable as a practitioner to add to it all. So he did everything right and well. Do you know? I mean, obviously he wrote a book, but does he have any of his materials available? Like, you know, as a most of the stuff's online or you print it anyway. So, like, does his wife or anybody else have it set up to where you could still purchase those types yeah, of things? Yeah. So the books are available um, at. Uh, uh, DC Mentors is also Sidecar. His all his materials now, all of his training are part of a somebody called Sidecar. Uh, I think their website. Let me look it up. It's I think it's Sidecar.com or something. Let me take a look. Okay. Um, uh, anyways, uh, and uh, his wife Kathy and I. We just got off the phone before I called you. Uh, got on with you. Are very close. And if you want me to look stuff up, if it's helpful. If it's, it's called Sidecar Edge is the website, sidecaredge.com, and you'll see that his um, all of his training materials are part of Sidecar Edge now. Okay. And so you can get access to all the, the – and there's also podcasts all over the place that he did too. Oh, okay. So you can see it on, on the audio, uh, one of the websites that uh, – and iTunes has them too, uh, by the way. But uh, his book is still available. We'll have show notes too. Yeah. Okay. So – but everybody needs to read E-Myth at minimum. He's written three books. Life the Manual was fantastic. But E-Myth, is a, it should be a required book for every student before they graduate, seriously. Well, most podcasts I listen to, they, they ask these types of questions. Uh, you know, what book do you like? And E-Myth is constantly, you know, one of either the original or the physician one or, you know, this is the first time I've heard the chiropractor one. But there's, there's different ones. But it's consistently yeah. always on, on recommended. So. Yeah, and it, his version of it, and and I also, I love the audio version because he was just so funny. I mean, he was such a live. It's so terrible, you know. He passed away, and it was a, a error at the hospital that caused it. Oh man! And I was I was with him, and um, right up to the end, and it was you know, there's nothing harder. It I was I think I didn't get out of bed for three months. I mean, it was so depressing to see someone. He would go, David, let's go to England tomorrow, and we would, you know. I mean, and. <sighs> We had he and I travel. The good thing is I feel so lucky to have spent the last you know ten years with him, 
longer than that, but the last four years, everywhere we went together. So, you know, we traveled all the time, his wife and I. Um, and you lost the best friend. And I did. And, you know, and the thing is we were – we just would get together and we wouldn't stop interacting. It was just like we would talk – the whole weekend, his poor wife and my girlfriend <laughs> – they were like, who knows what they were doing, but we were like glued to uh, a pen and paper and a chairs and just talking all night long and not stopping, you know, for three days straight. And those poor girls. But he was a genius, you know, truly. And he knew the psychological stuff so well. And we knew the same research. It was funny because psychophysiology was my big thing. And that's what he was into, too. So coolest guy on the planet. And and it's yes, I'm saddened every I wake up every morning going, why am I still here? You know? Why did why did they take him and not me first? It's uh, you know it's it's hard, but but read his book seriously. You got to read it. It's the best. It's 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 the same concept as Emith, but 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 just I think it's better actually from reading it compared to. I mean, they're both good, but it's very speci- It's not very specific to chiropractic, but still the way he does it, I think, is just so much better because he can relate to us better. You know, you read all these like self help books or grow your business, and it's always about a concept. And a lot for me, sometimes I'm like, okay, I wish I just had a blueprint. Like, who do I have to pay to actually evaluate and give me the blueprint? And then I can just implement it versus having to actually think about all of these things. And I think that's the difference yeah. between someone, you know, there's different types of people. But when you have something tailored like the, that kind of book, it gives you more of a blueprint. It's not just the e-myth. It's, okay, we've taken it for you. We've done the hard work for you. Yep. Now you just got to fine tune it for yourself. Yep. And, and the key he reminds you is that you have to understand the basics for basis of your business yourself, you have to understand it because you can hire people to do all kinds of stuff. If you don't understand it yourself, you're screwed because, you know, the one person leaves, the whole thing falls apart. And so it's really important to read that book. So tell everybody, you know, to read it, it's worth it for whatever it costs, you know, but I think you can buy it at dcmentors.com um, or whatever. There's different places. Amazon sells it too. Um, it's probably at the library. Yeah, it's everywhere. I mean- it's you can a great get it anywhere, book. Probably. Yeah. So if I get a signed copy, I'll get a signed copy from Kathy. I'll make sure to send it to you. You have to email me your address, okay? I appreciate it. Seriously. Well, anything else? I, oh, I'll do it. Any closing remarks? How can people get in touch with you? Uh, they can reach me at, at david at myovision.com or info at myovision.com. And the websites are myovision.com and dineraminfo.com. Um, and the uh, my only the only and that's probably the easiest way to reach me is that and my my toll free number is eight hundred nine six I hate saying but it's eight hundred nine six nine six nine six one eight hundred nine six nine six nine six one or outside the states two zero six four four eight three four six four um, Ryan's the guy that's been with me that does sales for you know he's been with me for twenty almost twenty years now and and he knows everything. Uh, everyone's been with me forever. It's a really good group of people. Uh, but what I want everyone to do is to if everybody in the chiropractic profession had and I'm not blowing smoke had your mindset your critical thinking mindset we would not be in trouble. We would be seeing thirty percent of the population right now, and I mean that. Appreciate it. So. So press on what you're doing and get other. ask them questions. Hey, how come you're not doing this? How come you're not using technology? How come? Because that will lead them to ask, why aren't I? You know, and, and so I want more of you around. So please reproduce yourself. Get your DNA. Send it. You know, let's produce little mini versions of you. Okay? That sounds good. <laughs> All right. All right. I appreciate your time. I really hope that uh, 2017 is uh, your best year ever. All right. You too, man. Take care of yourself, and thanks for having me on. Absolutely. All right, bye-bye now. Bye-bye.
Thank you so much for being on the show today. It's interesting to see the different connections you can have with somebody. Like we both knew uh, Frank and I know a little bit about car racing and, and just all the, you know, the data is so important. You know, if you know what you're doing, then the patients will notice your confidence. And if you have a product that's actually backed by science, backed by law cases as well, you know, proving that it works, then you should be able to see a change in your clinic. You know, if you, if you use it, you know, I think the most expensive piece of equipment is the one that's in the, in the closet, not being used. We really appreciate his, I appreciate, I appreciate his time. I appreciate learning a few more things about not only the product, but about the, uh, the history and about the of chiropractic and um, having those resources on the website to where if you did get denied for some reason, there's something there to back up. Why are you doing it with certainty? And, you know, something to take home, I think, was individual differences are the norm. It's pretty true. I don't know how many times you've tried an exercise routine or you're going on a diet to try to cut weight or gain or gain muscles and it doesn't work for you. But then you try something else and then that works and you're like, well, why did that work? And that didn't. So anyway, it's a true statement. Evaluate it for yourself. You know, you could run the test and see how you do over time. So I encourage you to do that. So I appreciate his time. Show notes can be found at a doctorsperspective.net slash one three. Stay tuned. The travel tip is coming up next. They're ready. Paperback, Kindle versions are available on Amazon. As always, you can also snag a free copy if you'd like. A doctorsperspective.net slash free ebook. Today's choices, tomorrow's health, small steps to improve health, food choices, and exercise. Learn how to go from a couch potato or a weekend warrior and have simple steps kind of personalized just for you. Three different blueprints for exercise, how to cut some carbs without hurting yourself. A couple of changes in what and how you eat so that there's not a lot of extra willpower and self-control necessary to reduce how much you eat. 12 exercises, a 10 minute cardio that's better than 30 minutes, three minute stretching concept that won't make you roll your eyes in boredom, an ab routine you won't quit, exclusive Facebook support group, yes, and an entire section about a nervous system reboot discusses chiropractic, subluxations, and things like that. Look, if you want it, again, a doctorsperspective.net slash free ebook. It has a, a video explaining what it is, a little PowerPoint presentation in there, and put your name, put your email, and then you can make your choice. If you want to support the show, we have merchandise. We've got upper cervical chiropractic t-shirts. We've got podcast logo t-shirts, mugs, hoodies, as well as a generous buy the host of coffee PayPal button if you want to. No pressure. If you want to follow me on social media, the easiest way to find me is to go to a doctorsperspective.net. Look on the top right. It's kind of like a gray color. There's all the little social media icons. If you need to email me, I would love to hear your comments, critiques, etc. Justin at a doctorsperspective.net. Connect, comment, and I'll reply back. And if you can, go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, wherever it is that you listen to this podcast. Go to the site. Give us a review. Hopefully a five-star review, but let us know what you think. It'll help us with all the rankings, and we appreciate it. And if you happen to get any merchandise, definitely take a picture, post it on social media, hashtag behind the curtain, or you can do at whatever my tag is, and I'll definitely give you a thumbs up. Your travel tip today is wear comfortable shoes. Whether you're traveling, standing all day, there's so many different brands. I can't really recommend one, but find one that that you like. Find one that's comfortable. And... Even if it's not a more common name brand, maybe you need to get a running shoe, right? And also, one thing I'll recommend is a company called Spinco. I like their total support. 
And again, they're not a sponsor, but if you do go to the Amazon link, it's an affiliate link. But I've been using those for years. They're really quite comfortable. You know, because a lot of times shoes, the, the, the insert is just flimsy and it's really just to give you a little bit of cushion and then the framework of the bottom of the shoe is what supports your feet. Um, and for a lot of people, that's not enough. You got high arches, you got flat feet. There's all these different issues. So I do recommend finding something to make your shoe even more comfortable, whether you buy it and replace immediately or you wait a few months and kind of wear out the ones that are in the shoes. And I just find that my personal shoes last longer. And another little side note you might be interested in is if you're capable of doing this on a, on a trip, go for it. If not, just in your everyday life, is having two different kinds of shoes that you just alternate. And if you wear the same pair of shoes every day, they wear out faster, they get stinky. But if you always give it a day to fluff back up, to air out, they actually last longer. I'm not saying you gotta buy the exact same shoe, but now you can try two different shoes and you may find that you like this brand better from the times that you've worn it. So that's your tip for today. We just went hashtag behind the curtain and this episode has come to an end. I hope you got the right dose for your optimal life. Please spread the word about this podcast by telling two friends, sharing on social media, and visit the show notes on a doctorsperspective.net to see all the references from today's guest. A sincere thank you in advance. You've been listening to Dr. Justin Trosclair, giving you a doctor's perspective.